G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. All right, well, welcome to this week's uh, Momentum all around Australia. Hey, we're just so grateful that you've uh, chosen to join us this week. Really, really appreciate this. And uh, hey, you know, Des and I just love doing this. We love having you here, so we really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Quick point to the website for a moment, MomentumAustralia.org. Uh, that is our website. Check that out after the show. Have a look around and find out a bit more about who we are. Essentially, we're here to help you uh, do life that little bit better. And Des, uh, we love this, don't we, mate? It's awesome doing this show. Yeah, we do. What a great joy it is to do this. And you know, and guys, don't forget, we've got the Momentum Care Line, which is one 636 or one 800 men Very easy number to remember. And that's brought to us by Caroline. Uh, connections and you can reach out to them as well but the help desk is available seven days a week 9 a.m to 11 p.m which is amazing look you know the truth is though that we all go through sticky seasons and that number that des just gave you for the care line if you need someone to chat to pick up the phone and call to someone don't don't do life on your own that's why we exist at momentum to try and get you connected and you know what if you want to reach out to us as well we can try and put you in touch with someone perhaps local for you as well momentumaustralia.org feel free to reach out you know when des and i started momentum a couple of years ago we had no idea what would happen we had no idea where this was going to go we just knew from our own experiences uh what, what we saw in certain circles should we say that men just needed help and so out of that we have a real heart and desire to do something about that which is how momentum first came to be Yes, yeah, true. And, you know, it's amazing that we're now starting our third year. Such a blessing, you know, to be able to do this ministry. And over the last few years, we've spoken to some amazing different people in the show. A few weeks ago, we were approached by this guy out of the blue, and he's an American. And we would like to welcome David Duzek. Hey, guys. So David is based in Florida in the U.S. Uh, and heads up a men's ministry called Rough Cut Men. Amazing name. And I'm surely explain where that comes from. It turns out he has a massive heart to help men on their journey. So we thought we'd get him on the show. David, again, welcome. Thanks, guys, for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, David, it is great to have you on board, man. I, uh, before we launch into a bit more about you, um, I thought it'd be really interesting to to tell our listeners about the story of how we connected and how you came to uh, reach out to Momentum last year. Because I just love what is happening in this space. And, and hopefully this will be an encouragement to the guys listening about what is happening behind the scenes here. It, it was a little wild. I was in uh, Warwick doing a men's event, which is about two, two and a half hours uh, west of Brisbane uh, at the end of November. And several men came up to me and said, you know, nobody ever pays attention to us out here. And it really put on my heart, you know, we need to do more for the underreached, underserved, outlying areas of Australia uh, to engage men in biblical manhood with resources and everything else. So I went back to the hotel in Sydney and told my wife that uh, this had happened. I Googled Men's Ministries Australia, and I came up with almost nothing. Uh, but the first thing that popped up was a the Catholic website. And the next thing was Momentum. I hit your website. I found out who it was that was running it. And there's only one Des that I could find anywhere on the planet <laughs> in Australia. 
I'm like, okay. So I friended you guys on Facebook. We made a connection. We've zoomed a few times since then, mm. but it was, um, it was a hot pursuit of God giving me the direction and basically running you down on cyberspace. Yeah. So just, just quickly for, for the people listening, um, you're in Brisbane or just outside of Brisbane, they're going, okay, well, he's in America. What's he already doing over here? So tell us a bit about that story. Uh, my son just graduated with a master's in theological studies from Hillsong College in Sydney. So we had come over to watch him graduate. And while I was here, I let people know, hey, I'm going to be in the country. If you would like me to speak at a men's conference, I'd be happy to do that. And the guys in Warwick actually set one up uh, the weekend before graduation. So we came a little early and I went up and and did the event. So we were there to celebrate a graduation and mm. got the opportunity to go back to work. It was my second time with those guys. David, tell us a bit about your heart. Uh, actually, let's we'll come back to your heart generically, but now your heart for Australian men, because I know that that's been stirred since then. So for the guys listening right now, tell us a bit about that. What, what, what's happening for you? Well, I, as you know, that was my 15th trip to Australia or New Zealand, mostly Australia since 2015. So in the last eight years, I've been in your country for extended periods of time in some cases, sometimes a month or a month and a half yeah. at a time with men in the church, um, speaking at different men's conferences all over from literally from Townsville all the way to Melbourne and all points in between down the East Coast. And one thing I discovered is that regardless of where we live, men are men. These guys are coming up to me telling me that they're dealing with the exact same issues. We may sound different, but mm. we're dealing with the same marriage, money, uh, prodigal children, all the things that come in from the periphery that affect mm. our forward momentum as men, whether we're Australian or whether we're American or South African. I mean, honestly, yeah. everybody, uh, guys are just, the enemy has has picked on men long enough and worldwide, the plague is kind of the same. It just might be packaged differently, but uh, that's what really gave me my heart. And the fact that Frankly, it was very undersourced. In the United States, we have lots of different men's resources. In Australia, obviously, I Googled it and didn't find much. And I thought, you know, this this is where God is calling us to be. That's, that's good. And it's great you where, you where you are where you are. Tell us a little bit about your backstory, about how you know how your life journey got you to this point. Well, that could be a long story. I was, uh, I'm was i a Florida native. I'm one of the only guys you'll ever meet that's over the age of 50 that's actually from the state of Florida. Everybody moves here to play golf and retire and die, not necessarily in that order. Um, I moved to Oregon on the West coast of the United States when I was 12 years old and didn't want to be there at all. So when I had the opportunity to move back home to Florida, I did my mother and father still live on the other coast of the country, as does my sister and her family. Uh, I am divorced and remarried and I met the Lord when I lost everything. Uh, that really began my journey of faith is you don't know how much you need Jesus until he's all you've got. And that's really where I found myself on a very particular day with no home, no family, just my car and the bag that I had thrown uh, in in the back. Uh, I have five kids that range from, well, I've got 20, I've got 30, 29, 28, 27, and 25. They're all over the United States. I've got one in Chicago, one in Greenville, South Carolina. They're everywhere where they just kind of scattered. And I have two, two grandkids as well. And I am a, a ridiculous college football fan. Uh, that's the only sport I root for in the States. I do watch NRL, NRL uh, because I'm a North Queensland Cowboys fan. So shout out to them. Uh <laughs> That's crazy. The only posts I noticed that you make on Facebook are about your uh, football team. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and, well, yeah, and I'm also, you know, when when it's time for Origin, go the Maroons. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, right, oh okay. okay, right. We won't open that can right now. I'll not mention the fact that I live in New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. David. Let's. Let's scoot back a little bit because uh, for the guys listening, I mean, we, Des and I have shared our stories a, a few times on Momentum, but let, let's hear more about your story. You talked about, uh, you know, divorce and ending up in a car. Just flesh that out for us and then, of course, how that led you to faith because that's a that's a significant step in the story of then how you came to set up Roughcut, the, the men's ministry that you do. So let's just backtrack a few steps and tell us a bit about your story. I failed at marriage. Uh, I got married young. Uh, I got married for the wrong reasons. I was in a bar with everybody else and everyone was asking the girl they were with to marry them. And all of a sudden I'm married and I have two kids. Uh, it melted down and she moved back to the Pacific Northwest in the upper left-hand corner of the United States where I met her. Um, and that left me with no home. And again, like I said, I was at the, uh, the top of a bridge called the Sunshine Skyway, which is, uh, a few hundred meters off of Tampa Bay and about every 50 meters or so across the top of that bridge are crisis intervention phones. Uh, because it, since 1986, when they built it, it has at least once a week, they find an abandoned vehicle and someone jumps over the wall. And as I was driving over that bridge, not because I was a jumper, but more because it was pretty much the highest point I could think of in the state of Florida, because Florida is completely flat. Mm. Um, I said, Lord, if you're there, uh, this would be an excellent time to show up because I've got nothing. Mm. And every hair on my arm stood up. I drove down the other side of the bridge, a new creation in Christ. I didn't have someone lead me to the Lord at the altar. It was just all of those years of other people saying, David, you need Jesus, man. And I just, I'm like, Jesus who? I don't have time for that right now. But <laughs> all the people that had sewed into me. So I'm, I promise you, gentlemen, don't ever think that the fruit won't come. The, sometimes the seed takes 30 years to grow into a tree, but it will grow. Just never stop planting those seeds because people did it in Christian youth organizations to me. And it came to a head right there on the top of that bridge. Um, and so I drove down the other side of that bridge, a, a new creation in Christ. I was baptized in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, literally the following weekend. And within a couple of years, I was remarried and in ministry full time. So it was a very, that, wow. that is my road to, that bridge is my road to Damascus. And <laughs> the great thing about it is every time I travel, I have to drive over that bridge to get to the airport. So <laughs> it's a constant reminder when I'm going to do ministry wow. that, you know, you see, yeah. this is when you were going this way, I, yeah. I, I, I saved you. And now you're going that way to reach other people. It's an amazing bridge. Yeah. It's just my, it's my spot. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, uh, I have a parallel story in a way that, you know, I gave my life to the Lord at the side of the Stuart Highway. So for listeners who know where the Stuart Highway is, it runs from Darwin right down to Adelaide. And so just south of Catherine, I pulled over in LA by and gave my life to the Lord. So a similar sort of story. And it does change your life when you have that experience of of God. Absolutely. So David, you, you set up Rough Cut in 2004. Um, I'm assuming then at this stage you'd, you'd been in some degree of ministry prior to that, or what was the, what was the catalyst? 2004, I, was, uh, I went to work for an organization called Man in the Mirror, uh, based in Orlando, which is about two hours away from my house. And I was doing mostly Florida-based leadership training. I was training pastors and men's leaders on the elements of sustainable ministry to men. And while I was doing that, uh, I was doing a training in Panama City, which is on the, in the panhandle of Florida, you know, we're shaped mm -hmm. like an L and it's up at the top. And uh, some guys from a city in Alabama, which was close by, asked me uh, if I would speak at their 
two-day men's retreat. Now, I was paralyzed at this point because I was a four-hour leadership trainer reading off the script. I had no idea <laughs> what I would talk about for an entire weekend. So I had a seven-hour drive home to panic. And when I got <laughs> home, I, I, I said to my wife, Joni, I said, you know, these guys asked me to speak at this weekend and they said the word honorarium and we were new to ministry and it was a job, so to speak. So I'm like, okay, mm. we're going to get paid for this. Um, and she said, well, why don't you you know, you've written down all these movies uh, that you think would resonate with men. Uh, so why don't you just figure out how to put those together and then go do the event using that? And that's exactly what I did, guys. I, I went to Blockbuster Video back when we used to be able to rent DVDs. <laughs> uh, I, I rented all the movies that I needed. And I went to a buddy's house who was a TV producer. And we cut out the pieces that we needed, sanitized them for language, put them on a master <laughs> DVD. And off I went to Dothan, Alabama to do this event with no notes and i literally wow. made up everything all oh the way gosh. through and that was that was actually in 2007 when right. we finally did our first ever rough cut men movie experience oh, that's huge so tell us a bit more about that how did the people react and you know how did they respond to your movie event action movies using them as parables just resonate with men because we're really visual i mean we're on video right now and it would be a lot more difficult to have a, an interview with you if I couldn't see you. Mm -hmm. And so we're very visual about stuff like that. And I address issues uh, in the Rough Cut Men movie experience that all of us face. Friendlessness, isolation, uh, a lack of accountability, a lack of encouragement, um, mm -hmm. marriage, fatherhood, soul wounds, um, and legacy at the end of it, and, and some relational reconciliation in there as well. But I use little clips. And really, we have a laser-focused mission. Anything we do at the ministry, whether it's books or video series or any of that, the goal is laser focused. And that is to connect men together in the fight against this enemy. The Bible says in John 10, verse 10 wants to steal, kill and destroy. Well, this is Momentum all around Australia. And our special guest this week is David Dusek from Rough Cut Men's Ministries in America. Uh, David's going to be in Australia in May, speaking at a variety of churches and also speaking at the Christian Voice Australia Men's Conference. If you'd like some details about that or perhaps to find a church where David's going to be speaking at while he's here in Australia that might be close to you, uh, check out roughcutmen.org. That's the website, roughcutmen.org. And actually, while you're online, and we take a short break from this week's show, uh, check out the Momentum Australia website for a bunch of great resources. That's momentumaustralia.org. And we're going to be back with David Dusek for part two of this week's Momentum. Stay tuned. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at momentumaustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Well, welcome back to this week's show. It is Tim and Des and Momentum all around Australia, wherever you are right now. Really, really appreciate you tuning in and hopefully you've enjoyed the first part of the show with our special guest, David Dusek from Rough Cut Men. As I mentioned just before the break, David's going to be speaking in Australia in May at a number of churches. 
and at the Christian Voice Australia Men's Conference on Saturday the 20th of May as well. If you'd like some more details about any of that, where he's going to be, the conference, etc., you can find details online at roughcutmen.org. That's roughcutmen.org. You know, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that um, you've seen over the years just how men around the world are all struggling with similar sorts of things, you know, because we're just wide as men. It doesn't matter what corner of the world we come in and what our background is and what culture we're in, uh, we, we still wrestle with the same stuff. Your Rough Cut movie experience, which you launched in 2007, which we started talking about, uses kind of movie clips to to reach guys. And we talked about the fact that the visual side is good for guys because we're visually wide. But I suppose tell us about some of the, the key themes from the movie snippets that you have, what are the key themes that you address in that? And and what's the response from men when you do that? Well, I do things progressively. So uh, you can't expect a man to dive into the deep end of the swimming pool, you know, the first time he ever dips his toe in the water, that would be excessive. And a lot of times, a lot of times the experiences are men who've never been to a men's conference at all, or have been to a men's conference. It was what I call a kind of a mountaintop God high. And then they get back to the real world and everything falls apart again. They've been given a a really good rah, rah speech, kind of like going to a, a cricket game or a football game. And at the end of the day, when they come home, I remember going to promise keepers and saying, I'm going to be the best husband you've ever seen. And by Wednesday, life got me, kicked me in the head. And I was right back to the same old guy that I was before because there was no connection. Um, so I, I hit things, I address, uh, isolation, friendlessness, and the three needs every man has, which is support, encouragement, and accountability. Um, we all need those things to some degree or another. And because I've worked with the U S army all over the world in every country that we are, uh, and I've also worked with the New Zealand defense force as well. Um, I've got a, a, a military background that I bring into this thing as well, because that really helps with the understanding of first that every man has a desire to to fight for something bigger than himself mm. and you never fight alone. Um, and those are kind of the key themes that come out of the first, but the questions are somewhat innocuous at that point. Like, Hey, you know, where are you in your church world? You know, are you a, we call a CEO, you know, are you a CEO, a Christmas and Easter only kind of guy? <laughs> Have, you know, when was the last time you went to church at all? Uh, are you plugged into a small group? Do you serve? And I, I encourage guys to take the right next step wherever they happen to be in their journey with Jesus. Um, obviously the first step would be to accept him as Lord and savior. Yeah, if they haven't that which of course i provide that opportunity as well uh there are table discussions after each 40 minute session where i drop kind of a uh, i say i roll a hand grenade into the middle of the room but i put a single question out there for the guys to talk about the reason it's only one question is if you're in a room full of guys or at a table of four men there's invariably going to be one guy that won't talk and there's Mm. two guys that are kind of middle of the road and one guy that will never shut up And so trying to guide them and facilitate them through this process intentionally. So by the time we get into the introspective stuff, uh, Mm -hmm. which will be the second half of the event where we're dealing with father wounding, the words that our dad said that Mm -hmm. somehow became our, our truth source, even though it's contradictory to what the word of God says, we have walked through life thinking I'm not good enough, fast enough, smart enough, whatever they said. And we deal with that by replacing that lie with the word of God, which is the truth with a capital T. And then we go into legacy. What kind of footprints are we leaving for the people behind us? Regardless of who came before us, what are we doing now? And then the last thing that I always cover is relational reconciliation, because if 
any of the listeners right now are over the age of five, we have a relationship that's busted. Uh, it could be the wife that we share the bed with even. And I give guys a homework assignment at the end to go make that right, because we don't know when the Lord's going to bring us home. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it hits a, it hits a whole lot of fronts. It hits them very fast. Um, it's a, so much fun for me to do. I just love uh, being with men of God. It's just, a, it, I just enjoy yeah. it. It's the, it's the best time I have in any given month is when I'm in front of a group of guys. That's the good thing about men's ministry, isn't it? It gives us, really gives us an opportunity to, to break ice and to, you know, do, do, do life well. We had a conversation um, a few weeks ago about you know, your real self versus your false self. And, and what so many men have is they focus totally on their false self. You know, they, all, they, all the things that they've built around themselves to create an image, and it's not who they really are. Nope. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Des. David, you, I mean, you've done lots and lots of events and spoken to thousands of guys around the world. Uh, it must be really interesting for you when you see the guys filter into the room on the first day before the first session, and there's that air in the room. We all know what that's like. There's that tension. It's like, I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm going to get in for. I don't know these guys. And don't you find that when we get into a room as guys, we, we look around and we kind of size ourselves up against other guys in the room. Oh, he looks, yeah, he looks like he's got his stuff together. And, da, da, da. and I've just, I mean, that's blown me away every single time because, you know, you get, you get past all of the surface stuff and then you realize that everybody, everybody in the room has something that they do. Every guy in the room is putting on a front to some <laughs> degree, right? right? It's, it's a train wreck, right? And we're covering up to some degree. Tell me about some of the biggest stumbling blocks that you you witness with the guys, because obviously, you know, when we're in a room like that, we, we tend to put a front up and we don't necessarily want to get honest and, and those sorts of things. But for the guys listening right now who stay away from men's events for that reason, some of the biggest stumbling blocks that you've seen and some of the some of the ways then I suppose that you break that down and then the guys at the end come out completely different from the guys that first walked in the room. Well, to your to your point too, I've I've actually spoken to uh, over one million men since we started the ministry, wow. um, and I mean that's a lot of guys. And I've I've actually know quantifiably that there are at least seventeen hundred small groups in the United States that are that were launched as a result of going through the event mm. that are still meeting. In some cases, 10, 11 years, I've had guys come up to me and say, Hey, you were here 10 years ago. And, wow. and I'm still meeting with the same six guys, you know, and that to <laughs> me is like, that's awesome. why I do what I do. Yeah. I think isolation is kind of the linchpin to everything, right? I mean, if uh, isolation leads to addiction, whether it's pornography or alcohol or drugs um, or whatever your escape mechanism might be, and, and honestly, in the military, a, sol- a soldier never fights by himself. But I think the biggest stumbling block for a lot of guys is first, we have dozens of acquaintances and most of us have no real friends. Yeah. We lost, we forgot how to do that right about grade four. We just don't, we don't play on the playground anymore. And just you know, playing on the playground in elementary school, you just didn't have any qualifications. If a kid came up and said, hey, can I play? You'd, you didn't ask them what they did for a living or what kind of car they drove. You just... Let them play. And and I think deep down inside, every one of us, myself included, guys, we feel like we're the only one struggling with whatever we're struggling with. We feel like, you know, if these guys really knew what I was dealing with, they wouldn't even want me here. Mm -hmm. Uh, There have been moments where I've had a microphone in my hand saying, you know, if these guys could read my mind right now, they would take me in the parking lot and stone me instead of actually having me speak to them because (laughs) it's just, it's just life. We're all 
dealing with things and there's a hesitation because a lot of guys have been burned by somebody else. Yeah. Mm. That's why that air, when they come in, they've, they've been to the mountaintop God high experience. They've been let down. They've been burned by another person. Uh, a lot of times it's a church person. So they throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not going to have anything to do with anything churchy uh, because these guys are all fake. And that's what kept me out of the church for 34 years is you give up all your rights and you're no fun. That's, that was my description of every Christian man I'd ever met. So I think, you know, we're, we're running up against a perception that really isn't the reality. And the way that I break that is I'm wildly transparent in front of a group of guys. David, um, we, we started by saying, you know, uh, well, we heard a bit of your story at the beginning of the show. And part of that was that you were here in Australia last year for your son's graduation. Um, you said you come to Australia fairly regularly. For the guys listening right now who might be all around the country, I, I know that you've got stuff planned. Can they just go to your website and keep an eye on where you're going to be later in the year if they want to come and see you? Certainly. It's in such a state of flux because the um, the schedule's constantly changing because I'm communicating. This is my time. It's it's evening here, but this is the time that I actually talk to guys in Australia. But I do know on the 20th uh, of, of May... Uh, I will be at the New South Wales Parliament Theaterette speaking at a men's event. I know in the first weekend in July, I will be up near Bribie Island, Brisbane in Queensland doing a, a men's retreat and possibly something in Taree, New South Wales, either in May or July. So everything is kind of in a state of flux. Our, 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 our goal is to be in Australia twice. May is kind of a bonus month. Uh, <laughs> our goal long-term, what we call at Rough Cut Men, Operation Australia. Now we're calling it Op Oz because it's easier to say. <laughs> our goal with Op Oz is to be in Australia wherever anybody needs us in both June slash July and then again in November. Uh, so basically what we're doing is we're hitting you in the autumn and again in the spring, which is most of the, in most cases when we get guys together. Um, so there's lots of opportunity just because it's not on the schedule doesn't mean if you're in Brisbane or you're in Townsville or you're in Bundaberg or wherever you happen to be, if you want to do a men's event, contact us through the website and I will figure out how to work you in, in July, November, or May. Uh, yeah. and we're going to be trying to do this annually. That's our, that's our mission awesome. to do it once a year. Well, again, we'll, we'll keep you updated as best we can here at Momentum, uh, but keep an eye on the website, roughcutman.org. That's roughcutman.org. And, you know, we've been chatting with David Dusek from Rough Cut Men. Um, David, we, we also really at the end there pushed the fact that we men need other men. And we're going to really delve into that in next week's show and, and really flesh that out a lot. Um, so I'd love you guys to, to hang around next week. We're going we're gonna to have David back and uh, talk about that next week. In the meantime, check out the website, roughcutmen.org. And, of course, the momentumaustralia.org website too. You can find out a bit more about uh, what we do here locally. And, um, David, it's been a great uh, conversation. Really appreciate you sharing transparently honestly and looking forward to more of that next week man in the meantime you take care i'm so excited we're hooked up you've been listening to momentum a show that helps men succeed in life for more information or to hear this week's show again go to momentumaustralia.org you can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at momentumaustralia.org until next time keep moving forward with momentum